so when Gary asked me to speak this morning, um, and we're in this series of practices, and uh, he said this uh, month focuses on prayer. And when I was considering and praying about uh, what the topic could be for this morning, uh, the thing that came to me is what does it look like for us to more and more wake up to prayer as presence, uh, that God is always present to us, and we're invited to wake up to God's presence and be present to God. Uh, and I love that, um, that reading that they let us in. The end of it, God is outside of me, God is inside of me, God will be all around me throughout the hours of this day. And how true that is. Um, Paul wrote that we should pray without ceasing, and I used to read that, and I'm like, that, that's just impossible. Uh, and the invitation, though, is to truly pray without ceasing, to be aware that God is with us. Uh, and so often I forget that. I forget, oh, God is here now, and God is here now, and God is with me in this moment, and in this moment, and in this moment, and we're invited to wake up to that. So um, this morning, I want to explore with you this really ancient text. It takes place right near the beginning of the Bible in Genesis. Uh, most of you probably know the story. Jacob, um, Abraham, Isaac, Jacob. Jacob's born uh, twin brother Esau. They're already wrestling in the womb. They're already at it with each other from the womb. Uh, and the point where we're going to pick up the story is uh, Jacob and his mom have uh, deceived Isaac, who is basically blind. Uh, they've lied to him. Jacob dressed up like Esau and tricked his dad, got the birthright, got the blessing, and now Esau wants to kill Jacob. And so Jacob is on the run. Uh, he went from receiving the birthright, receiving the blessing to running for his life. And he is out in the desert, scared to death that Esau will catch up with him and put a dagger through his heart. Uh, so we're going to pick up in verse 10 of Genesis 28. And something that I, I want to remind us of, it, we often hear Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, and we think these, uh, you know, these lofty figures, they, these were messed up people. Uh, they, they were a muddled mess, just like you and me. Uh, and so what I love about this is God's pursuit of Jacob, uh, his love for Jacob, and how God comes after Jacob to wake him up to his presence with him without any sense of shame or guilt or condemnation or Jacob, how could you? Or Jacob, you're a dirty, rotten scoundrel. It, it's just pursuing Jacob to remind him, no matter where you are, no matter how far you run, no matter what desert of exile you find yourself in, I am with you. So from Genesis 28, verse 10, Jacob left Beersheba and set out for Haran. When he reached a certain place, he stopped for the night because the sun had set. Taking one of the stones there, 
he put it under his head and lay down to sleep. That sounds really uncomfortable. <laughs> uh, it was reminding uh, Madeline Langle wrote a book, uh, a, a Stone for a Pillow, about mm. this story. He had a dream in which he saw a stairway resting on the earth with its top reaching to heaven. And the angels of God were ascending and descending on it. Okay. So uh, we can thank this story for Led Zeppelin's Stairway to Heaven. Uh, I, I tried to get Jane to sing that song this morning. She would not do it. Uh, a, a different time I tried to get when a text, I don't even remember what I was teaching on, but I said, you know what would go great with this text is It's a Man's World by James Brown. Would, would you sing that? She would not do it. Uh, and she, but she te she texted back, I might break out in this girl's on fire. So it's like, <laughs> fair, fair enough. It's no longer a man's world. That girl's on fire. Um, but this this image, this dream is reminding us of something. Uh, so often, I think we, we have these spiritual ideals and spiritual imagery that God is up there somewhere and we're down here and the whole trajectory of the story of scripture helps us remember that god is always present here uh we're trying to get up to god and god is always coming down to us i mean the very beginning of the story god comes and walks in the garden with the first humans uh here we see this this stairway coming to heaven down god is always coming down and dwelling dwelling in the tabernacle dwelling in the temple dwelling in jesus dwelling in you and me by god's spirit uh, and the very end of the story shows us heaven comes down and the home is heaven and earth merging together uh and in John 1, Jesus tells, you, tells us, I tell you, you will see heaven open and the angels of God ascending and descending on the Son of Man, a term Jesus used for himself. And so look at this imagery of the stairway to heaven, angels on the stairway, and then Jesus saying that about himself. What is Jesus saying? Jesus is saying, I am the stairway. I, I am the one who merges heaven and earth. Uh, and connects them together. So the angels of God were ascending and descending on it. And there above it stood the Lord. And he said, I am the Lord, the God of your father, Abraham, and God of Isaac. I will give you and your descendants the land on which you are lying. Your descendants will be like the dust of the earth. And you will spread out to the west and to the east, to the north and to the south. All peoples on earth will be blessed through you and your offspring. Okay, so this is a blessing. This is a promise that God had already given to Abraham. Now he's giving it to Jacob. He's saying that promise I gave to Abraham, it is still alive and well. Doesn't matter, Jacob, that you're on the run. Doesn't matter that you've just lied. Doesn't matter that you just stole the birthright. Doesn't matter that you are being hunted down. This promise still lives on. I am with you and will watch over you wherever you go. And I will bring you back to this land. 
I will not leave you until I have done what I have promised you. Okay. So there, there's three promises that God gives to Jacob here. Uh, I'm with you. God promises presence. Uh, I will protect you. God promises protection. And I will bring you back. God promises a place. Presence, protection, place. Uh, these promises were given to Jacob. And I, I believe they are real for us today. Uh, Jesus told us in Matthew 28, I am with you always to the very end of the age. I am with you always. This is prayer as presence. Jesus is present to us. Uh, what does it look like for us to wake up more and more to God's presence, to Jesus's presence with us, to be present to God as God is present to us. We don't have to invoke God's presence. God's already here. Uh, but it, it just reminded me of the, the um, uh, passage in Revelation where Jesus is knocking at the door. <laughs> Can I come in? It, it, that, that, uh, that's in the beginning of Revelation, and it's written to a church. Uh, Jesus is knocking at the door of a church and saying, hey, <laughs> Can I come in? Uh, and so it's just this reminder. Uh, I am with you always. Just open the door to me because I want to be with you. I want you to be present to me as I am present to you. Uh, and so, I, you know, in the busyness of our days, I wonder what this looks like for us in, in our workplaces, in our shopping places, in our park places, in our home places, uh, to remind ourselves to, to wake up to this beautiful reality. God is already there. And, and we're invited to join God in what God is about in our workplace, in our home. Uh, in our churches, in our schools, in, in our parks, and, and in any place we find ourselves in. God's invitation uh, to open the door, to be present to God as God is present to us. So the promise of presence. Paul says in Romans 8, I am convinced that neither death nor life neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height nor depth or anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Nothing can separate us from God's presence, from God's love to us. The promise of presence. Uh, the promise of protection. Um, Jesus tells us, uh, I think Matthew 6, uh, look at the birds of the air, look at the flowers of the field. Uh, they do not labor or spin. Why worry? Uh, Jesus tells us, I've said this before, Jesus tells us the cure for worry is to reflect on, to meditate on creation, to meditate on the natural world. Uh, you're struggling with worry, you're struggling with anxiety, Step outside, take a deep breath, and look around you. Uh, I am with you. I will protect you. Uh, we were traveling recently, and Jenna and I were on a walk uh, down a beach and a pier. And on this pier, uh, we saw a bird 
who had an entire foot missing. But on this pier, there was this little restaurant and plenty of food around and this bird was eating what was left. Uh, and it was just this beautiful reminder, look at, look at the birds of the air, that even this bird without a foot is provided for, is cared for, uh, and has enough for today. Uh, God gives us enough for today. The promise of place. Uh, Jacob is on the run. He, he's in exile, and God promises, no, you, you have a place. I will bring you back. Uh, but sometimes the journey feels long, arduous, and difficult. Jacob doesn't return home for about 20 years. Uh, the Israelites wandered in the desert for 40 years. Uh, many of us are feeling this kind of exile with, with COVID and this, this return finally, and this hope of a new future and a place. Uh, God promises presence, protection, and place, uh, a community, uh, a people to do life with and to experience life together. Hmm. You have anything to add? Right on, man. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> when Jacob awoke from his sleep, he thought, surely the Lord is in this place. And I was not aware of it. He was afraid and said, how awesome is this place? This is none other than the house of God. And this is the gate of heaven. Okay. So Jacob wakes up. Uh, and I, I really think this is not Jacob only waking up physically. He is waking up spiritually. And recognizing, oh my goodness. I'm in the middle of nowhere, on the run. And God is in this place. And I was not aware of it. How, how often do we find ourselves in places where we have forgotten or are simply unaware that God is present? God is present there too. Uh, wherever we find ourselves, God is present. And uh, we, we need to rid ourselves of toxic thinking that, oh, God is present, and so I better be good or God's gonna get me. Uh, God is not the God who's out to get us. God is the God who is out to pursue us and always invite us back home. Uh, the invitation is always to come back home to the heart of God uh, and to recognize that that invitation is eternal. It's always been there. It's there now, and it will always be there. Uh, Jacob is waking up to that reality. God, God is in this place, and I was unaware of it. I, I did not realize it. This is the house of God. Uh, the psalmist says the earth is the Lord's and everything in it. What, what if we saw the whole earth as God's house and we're invited to dwell there and recognize God's presence everywhere. Hmm. 
Early the next morning, Jacob took the stone he had placed under his head and set it up as a pillar and poured oil on top of it. Can I just say that must have been a large stone if he set it up as a pillar? <laughs> I can't quite get the, get the image. But let me help you out with it, I think. So what I thought of when I was studying this is the, you know, the, uh, in Ireland, they do the Karens. And we have this like on mountains or hikes uh, here in the States as well, the, the stacked rocks. Uh, like for, you, a lot of people do that, I assume, because that, that's an important place for them. Uh, it, it means something. Like I made it to the top of this mountain or this hike out to the sea uh, is meaningful and special. And I experienced something here. Uh, and th that's the image I got with, with Jacob. Like, I experienced something here. I need to set up a stone and mark this place as a place where I experienced God's presence in, in, a, in a special way. Uh, there, there seems to be, even though God is everywhere and always with us, it, it seems like that we, ex, we have special experiences of God sometimes, don't we? Uh, and, and a lot of times that has to do with a place uh, that's meaningful and special. I like that. When I was hiking up in the Rockies a long time ago, the trail would become invisible because everything was rock and there wasn't a worn trail anymore. So you'd look for these stacks of rocks yeah. and they would guide you over the mountain. Yeah. And if they fell down, you'd stack them up again for the next hiker. And so thank you. That's very cool. He called that place Bethel though the city used to be called Luz. Just a fun note, Luz. <laughs> I like Bethel better than Luz. Yeah. Um, so Bethel literally means house of God. It translated means house of God. So here, uh, Jacob sets up this pillar to mark this special place where he encountered God. Um, and so as we think about this month, the idea of prayer, uh, and if we recognize prayer as presence, that, that uh, it is by God's grace and our acceptance to the invitation, it, it is somehow possible to pray without ceasing, uh, to experience God in every conversation, to experience God in everything we read or watch uh, or uh, engage in. Um, so I, I had an idea, but, I, uh, I'll, I'll share it with you. I don't think we have time to do it now. Um, but I thought maybe if there's time, I would invite everybody to take a short walk to the back here and, um, just identify something, find something that's meaningful to you. It's called an awareness walk. It really requires more time. Uh, so I'll invite you to do it later, later today or another time when you have the space to take a meaningful and purposeful walk. Uh, and the closer to home, the better. Uh, it's good to find a, a spot, uh, like a sit spot at your home that's meaningful to you to just uh, reflect and look at the natural world around you and experience God's presence there to you. Uh, and to be 
aware, to continue waking up and becoming more and more aware of God's presence. And so um, maybe we'll do this. I, I want to invite you to think about your own backyard, uh, or if you live in an apartment or a condo, to think about a, a natural space that's near you and reflect on how you experience God in your own backyard. Uh, how does God speak to you in your own backyard? And, and what would it look like to make that a practice uh, to every day, if you can, for several minutes, go to your own backyard and simply sit, uh, leave the phone inside, uh, and simply sit and recognize God's presence to you right there. And to pay attention to how uh, that environment changes over time. Like over the span of a year, what's happening in your own backyard? What do you notice is shifting and changing? And then pay attention to over that span of a year, oh, what is shifting and changing inside of me? As you reflect on the development of the external reality around you, reflect on the development of your own internal reality. Uh, and I think, for, well, I'll speak for myself. I can get really frustrated with myself when I don't uh, feel like I'm changing enough, that I'm not becoming more like Jesus enough. And I, I love the, how slow the evolutionary process of the natural world around us is, because I think it's a reflection of the evolutionary process of the internal, that it is the long, slow, hard work that God invites us into. We do have these moments of like monumental shift and change, but they're, they're rare. Uh, they're few and far between those mountaintop experiences. It's the long, hard work, the journey of exile and return that God invites us into. Um, and so this morning, as we move to the Eucharist, uh, the Lord's table, the, the bread and the cup, these very earthy, natural elements uh, that Jesus invites us to partake of together to remind us of the exile and return that Jesus himself went through, the exile of the cross and the glory of resurrection. Uh, Jesus said, as often as you do this, do it in remembrance of me. Uh, the bread representing his body, the cup representing his blood. And then he says, and I will not drink of this cup again until I drink it anew with you in my Father's kingdom. That in, in some sense for Jesus, he recognizes that we still live in a world of exile. But the return is imminent. The return is coming. Uh, and there is hope for a beautiful future uh, forever, where we will never again forget.
that God is present to us. Uh, If you walk away from here with just one simple thing, I hope it's this. God is present. God is present to you always. And God's presence is filled with love.